0: Hey, book friends, this is Corey. Thanks for listening along as we have a book club of two over a cup of tea. Our goal is to explore beloved genres as well as push ourselves out of our comfort zone and explore genres we might typically overlook or avoid. In each episode, we discuss a randomly selected genre. We will be sharing our reading experience and a brief review of the books we recommended to each other from the previous episode. Also, a heads up so that we can have a rich and in depth conversation, there may be spoilers about the books we are discussing. right let's get started welcome to season two episode 12 today we are talking about books in honor of pride month and we have something special for you today we have our first ever guest on our show so it's not just the cory and kiri show today (laughs) it is also the sydney show (laughs) so welcome sydney Hi, thank you for having me.
1: You're welcome. Thanks for being our first guest. I'm your first guest. Yay. <laughs> she's also the first person I think that ever asked us to be it's a guest. true. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Like, Will you ever have guests on your show?
2: Because I want to do it. So. <laughs> and can it be this time when these books are so amazing and I love them so much?
0: <laughs> so. so listener, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about you and how you know us and anything else you'd like for them to know about you? So hi,
2: my name is Sydney Tolchinsky, and I am a sex educator here in Coconino County. Um, I know Kiri through another old friend who's known Kiri her whole life, so that's magical. Hi, <laughs> that's
0: our good friend. Shout out
2: to Michelle Byer.
0: I don't know if she listens, um,
2: but... And Corey I met through Kiri through our original book club a long time ago. Corey and I are still in that book club.
0: Kiri abandoned us. Kiri abandoned us kidding. Oh, no, <laughs> sort of, not really. <laughs>
2: it's all right. We understand. And I just feel um extremely strongly about human rights, especially about LGBTQIA plus plus human rights. Um, and I loved these two books. Um, back in February, um, actually I went back and looked because I couldn't remember. And so I'm so excited. Thank you for inviting me yeah. to discuss them with you.
1: Cool. So Speaking of being a guest on the show, if you listen to our last episode or follow us on social media, then you'll know that we have a GoFundMe campaign to help fund our operating costs for this podcast. Um, to help us celebrate our first anniversary by donating to the cause would be super rad and cool. Super rad. But also what's great about this fundraiser is that you give us some money and you get some presents. Presents. So you get something either way with whatever you donate in the tiers. Um, It goes from, you know, a books and tea blend to having your own personalized recommendation from Corey and I as well as the tea. And you could even become a guest speaker on the podcast if you donate $75 or more. Yes. So go over to our social media pages and check it out. And our first two donators are Allie and Roger. So thank you guys so much for your donation. And we'll be reaching out soon to
0: give you a recommendation. Yeah. We appreciate your support. All right. So tea we are drinking today. Mm. All right. Mm. Y'all, it's you know, so good. You, mm. yeah, <laughs> you have all heard me talk about Sips by, like, ad nauseum right yes yes but i love it um so you have
1: a relationship with sip spy and i have a relationship with
0: plum de la <laughs> i think i think you have a better well anyways um uh, <laughs> Both of these women,
2: by the way, have, like, drawers and cabinets full of tea. Like, it's an honor to ever be at their homes and ask for a cup of tea and get to choose your tea. It's amazing. So, Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> honor
0: or overwhelming. I'm not sure which. It's probably both. But that's actually – ooh, that's a really great lead-in, Cindy. That's one of the reasons oh. <laughs> I like Sip Spy, is that you get really – not really small, but you get smaller samples of four different types of tea. And so, A, if you don't like one, like that blue. Oh. <laughs> that blue one that i gave you um or or you know you just if you do like it you can always buy it and they always give you a discount code for it but instead of i mean i love buying a box of tea and i appreciate that you they try and give you a value's worth but sometimes if you have like 20 tea bags in one box it's hard to then want to justify buying another 20 bags of tea of another flavor where if you're only having enough for you know four to ten cups that feels less guilty yeah um so that's why I really like them a lot and I just think it's a really great deal at $15. So the tea that we are drinking today is the um it had it actually was meant to be an iced tea. It's called Rosa de Jamaica and it is a hibiscus and pineapple iced tea from Two Sisters Tea and isn't the color gorgeous yeah it looks looks like like red wine cranberry juice or cranberry juice yeah it was so pretty i put it in wine glasses because (laughs) it's summertime and i just couldn't stomach hot tea today um and what do you what would you say it tastes like to you all hibiscus so for who's not had hibiscus tea what would you say it tastes like a flower a flower. What do you think? Sis? <laughs> it's
2: tangy, but not like sour. It's yeah. refreshing. Every sip is refreshing. Yeah,
0: and tangy. I like it. I like it a lot. Yep. And um, I would agree. Yeah, I think it's kind of tangy. I added just a wee bit of sugar, raw sugar, to it when it was still hot before I added cold water. You can't
1: even tell that there's yeah. no sugar in it. That's just, how tiny it is. Did yeah. you just add two individual granules of sugar <laughs> to the tea? <laughs>
0: well, like two tablespoons for probably 10 cups of tea. Oh, wow. Yeah, Yeah. 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 Just a tiny bit. They yeah. suggest like a quarter cup, and oh, I was geez. like... I was like, "Mm, that's a lot of sugar. Yeah, we
1: don't usually ever put anything in our teas when we drink stuff.
0: Right. And I I knew this was going to be kind of on the sour side, so I thought maybe just a tiny little bit of sweetener Mm. might be nice just to kind of balance that out a bit.
1: You did a good job in there.
0: Thanks. (laughs) Um, And the other thing that I really... I've liked is you get to give feedback on the tea that you get. And so I've been being a lot more active in giving, not only just ranking it, but there's a place where you can write what you like or don't like about things. So I feel like this month in particular, they like hit it out of the park. Like I liked all four teas. I got a, you know how I love like green tea with mint. They Mm -hmm. sent me a new one that is like the perfect balance. Mm.
1: Um,
0: Cause I liked the one we had, but it was almost too minty. I've Oh, I loved that one. So I like this one. It's a little more balanced and a black. How do do we do a podcast
1: when I feel like we are the complete opposite of each other? I don't know. Like, you (laughs) love books, I hate them. You love the tea, I hate it. It's just (laughs) like it's. Well, sometimes
2: it's really entertaining to listen to you guys disagree about stuff. I must
1: speak for all listeners right now since I'm the only listener in the room,
2: but you are very entertaining. We were like, what? Um, yeah, You say things like, what is wrong with you? I love you. Do you not have a heart? I do love you, though.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's, we, you know. It's going it be, be boring cool. if we're like, yeah, the book was good. Yeah, yeah it was and great. we agree on great. everything. The end. <laughs> the end. So. Anyways, um, anyways, if you are not familiar with sips by and you're like going, Ooh, 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 I want to do this. Great news for you. If you go to our site and the show notes, you will see a link. Um, and if you click on that, you'll go and go through that. You can get $5 off your first month purchase. So you get all the tea for $10 for that first month. And yeah, so go now because they're super cool. It's a little company out of Austin and, um, they're fun to follow on Instagram and, all the things all the things all the things all right so did i say what this did i say what this episode is you about you didn't
1: but this episode is about pride month oh i didn't no it's <laughs> okay it's cool <laughs> we're we're going <laughs> to i alluded to it but maybe they didn't
2: understand why so if cool.
1: you don't like pride month then maybe you should not listen or maybe you should and we can change your mind about liking pride month ooh Done, done, done. Challenge accepted. Here he's, like, throwing the gauntlet down (laughs) there, people. Done and done. (laughs) So a little (laughs) bit of background. Gay pride or LGBTQA++? The acronym keeps changing, so it's hard to keep track Mm -hmm. of, but is a positive stance against discrimination and violence toward lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgendered people, and to promote their self-affirmation, dignity, equality, rights, and increase their visibility as a social group, build communities, and celebrate sexual diversity and gender variance. Pride, as opposed to shame and social stigma, is the predominant outlook that bolsters most LGBT rights movements throughout the world. Common symbols of pride are often the rainbow, which you see a lot of, or a mm-hmm. pride flag. The lower case Greek letter lambda. 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 Jeez. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the pink triangle and the black tri- triangle, these latter two reclaimed from use as badges of shame in Nazi concentration camps. So this is not to be confused with LGBT History Month that occurs in October in conjunction with coming out day. June was selected because of the Stonewall Riots early on the morning of Saturday, June 28th, 1969, where lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgendered, and questioning persons rioted following a police raid on the Stonewall Inn, a gay bar at 43 Christopher Street, New York City. This riot and further protests and rioting over the following nights were the watershed moment in in modern LGBT rights movement and the impetus for organizing LGBT pride marches on a much larger public scale. So we have a pride festival. I think every town. This weekend is ours. Ours is. Yeah. It's on Saturday. It's no, it's the next, next Saturday. Saturday I no, it's yeah. next Saturday. The twenty
0: third. I'm out of town. Yeah. yeah, me too. I'm so sad. Not <laughs> well, but
1: so. Yay! Yeah. Yay! Love. yay love, love. Is love. Love is love is love <laughs> is love is love is love. Love
0: everyone, as we like to say when we start out tennis matches. Ah. Oh, really? Well, because you say love love is the equivalent of zero. And so um, when you start out, whether it's a set or um, a point, you say love all. Ah. So sometimes we say love everybody. Oh, interesting. Is there anything
1: you want to add, Sydney, about Pride Month that we might not have covered? Mm, I don't think so.
2: I think that was a pretty good synopsis. Um, Just that I would just add that just sort of remind, I guess, allies, people who don't identify as LGBTQIA++ or any of those, um, that our only job is to empower those that do and fight violence against them. And it's not really about us, just so much as it's about being good
0: allies. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Agreed. Yep. Good thoughts. Yay, allies. (laughs) Yes. allies. Allies. (laughs) Allies. <laughs> so
1: are we going to start with your book first?
0: I guess so. That's, okay. That seems, usually we start with yours. I know. I decided to mix things up.
1: I know. It's funny because sometimes you say, Corey and Kiri, books and tea with Corey and Curie, And then I'm like, but the title is books and tea with Kiri and Corey. And so then I switch things. Have you noticed that? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Do I really do that? Yeah, pretty regularly. Really? Yeah.
1: Stop. It's true. It's fun. I love you, but Whatever. it's fun. <laughs> Maybe I just It's your name first. first. <laughs> exactly. We did have a long discussion about whose name was going to go first. How did you make that decision? Because it sounded better Kiri and, and Corey, Corey. instead yeah. of Corey and Kiri. Yeah. I mean, I guess it sounds kind of the same, but.
0: I think mm-hmm. for some reason we like the sounds of Curie and Corey. Better. Yeah. 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 I don't know.
1: There's no. no, there's no hierarchy in our podcast.
0: Right. <laughs> really, we, we <laughs> really, we thumb wrestled over it. <laughs> oh,
1: goodness. Oh, man. So, this is how it always is.
0: Uh, I love this book um so they both
1: have books i want you to know I'm and i do Ryan. not have a book
0: so <laughs> do you want a book do you want a no i don't left no I don't yeah. well and i love that we both have the hard cover although i love the cover uh, have you seen this uh paperback no, cover I it, oh it's so pretty it's so it? pretty it's like navy. it's completely different it's like navy blue mm-hmm. and then there's a little drawing of a little boy wearing wing or not a, i shouldn't say a little boy but just a little kid oh, like the outline of just a, a gender neutral child we'll mm-hmm. say and it has little wings and maybe some stars. Yeah, there's stars. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's super cute. Oh, nice. I don't really understand the whole orange thing. Do they go? Is there? A I don't rem. I don't think so. No. Okay. Because I, I do find it interesting that I didn't realize till I was reading this again that um there's a orange peel on the front and then a whole orange on the back. And of maybe course- it's to like do the unveiling. Oh, maybe
1: like hmm. ripping off the outer shell to expose.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Who? Or like. Right. How you express your gender is just the, the skin you wear.
0: Oh. But you are inside is the whole orange.
1: Oh. I bet that's it. We're having light bulbs, people. <laughs> yes.
0: And if – well, actually, YouTube, I, I really hate the color orange. So it's oh. kind of funny that I have an orange book. Hmm. So it's here to make you love it. (laughs) I don't ever. (laughs) You were accepting
2: of the color lunch. (laughs) (laughs) Just to comment on your, what you said, I don't ever choose the hardcover book. I noticed this book on the shelf at savers the Mm. day after Kiri said to me, I just read a really cool book called this is how it always is. Really, And I literally the next day I was at savers just stuck in the book section because we all do that. I think. And I found it there and I was so happy. Oh, you know
0: why it was probably there.
2: Why? (laughs) I'm like... Wow, Did you okay? get
0: rid of it? <laughs> well, no, but um so when I taught a, I taught an honors class this last fall oh. and this was on family and uh relationships. Oh my gosh, awesome. And so this is one of the <laughs> books that I picked for it and I wonder if when oh. students were getting rid of oh. their cuz the hardcover was only out. I I got mine from the publisher. You can do that when you're teaching. Neat. They'll give you a dust copy. Um So, yeah, so all my students who bought it have just the hardcover. So I wonder if that was a student who was like, I'm done with it. That was
1: like in the wintertime, right? That was like December. Yeah, I think it's January. Oh, that, yeah. yeah. I mm-hmm. bet that was it, though. Yeah. You probably yeah.
0: have one of my students' books. Oh, that's kind of well, Thank circle. you, Professor Glory. <laughs> I'm very happy. Um, and they actually, most of them really liked it, which I, I was a little nervous. I was afraid that, you well, know. Well, why
1: don't you tell our listeners what the book is about oh, before we start talking about it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Good catch, <laughs> <Right>. Thank you. <laughs> we're going to get into a real serious conversation uh-huh. and they're not going to know what we're talking about. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, uh yeah, and that's actually a great point. Uh let's see here. So triggers. Triggers um well there's not really There's no sexual violence. There's really no sexual violence or anything. Like violence or anything. There but is, if you don't There is one um disturbing news story there is one disturbing and it is triggering i think yes there is actually there is sexual violence and violence well just violence um yes towards the beginning of the book and it's about trans violence yeah yeah, so if you are Mm -hmm. anti-trans then you
1: may not want to listen to this but i don't think we have any friends that are like that right
0: (laughs) i hope not um But it could still make you uncomfortable, and if you're kind of like, ooh, I don't know how I feel about this, this is actually, I think, a really great book to delve into that. Yeah. Um, So the other thing that I was going to say is, of course, you know, we always like to warn for spoiler alerts. We don't necessarily edit ourselves. There's going to be so many spoilers. Right. So um, if you are wanting to read these books and not wanting to know some of the details as they unfold, then you may want to hold off on listening to this episode, or you can listen to it and just know that there'll be some things that... I mean there's no like huge shockers but there's things that happen along the way that mm-hmm. um unfold that would be nice to know as a first time reader I guess maybe. Yeah. So Yes, so basically, the the premise of the book is a family living in Wisconsin, and um, Rosie and Penn are the parents, and they are sickeningly adorable and madly in love with each other, and have been since like literally the day they met. That that was a little, bleh. but um,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a little too cookie cutter. <laughs> yeah, it's a
0: little too cute, but at the same time, I mean, I guess there are couples out there like that, so we shouldn't be cynical. Um, <laughs> they have four boys, they have uh, including two uh, twins, and um, actually. The story starts with a semi-comical, semi-awkward uh, sex scene where the parents are oh, yeah. um, trying to conceive who beco- the child that becomes Claude. And um, very quickly, uh, Claude's very precocious anyways. And when he is about, I think it's early as three, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, really young. Um, he starts talking about wanting to be a girl and they ask him what he wants to be when he grows up and he says i want to be a girl i want to wear a dress i want to be a princess and they're like oh okay and they didn't really know what to do with it but they're like well he's 3 everyone wants to do all sorts of things when they're 3 uh but with claude this desire never goes away and this is truly it's a story about family and it's a story about a family who's trying to do the best that they can for a pre prepubescent child who, um, definitely is gender ambiguous, ambiguous. Mm -hmm. There we go. We'll say that or gender fluid or whatever you want to say, but it's really hard because they, you know, it, it digs into a lot and we'll start talking about this, but you know, what choices should a parent be making for a young child? Um, what, you know, especially things that are maybe not that are permanent, um, and what do you let the child decide for themselves and how do you advocate for them and how do you support and encourage them in a world that's not very understanding and accepting of um, things that don't fit into the binary box. And yeah. And so that's really.
1: Goodness
0: gracious. Here we go.
1: Here we go. Um,
0: (laughs) But it's done in such a beautiful and graceful way. Mm -hmm. I think it really It really gave me a lot of, uh, you know, the things I actually, when I was making some notes, a lot of things I wrote down were questions I wanted to get your all's opinion on. And again, oh, so going back to, so I had my students, freshman college students read this book. And I kind of went back and forth and I was like, you know what? This is 2017. This was last fall. I was like, and they need to be exposed to some ideas that might make them uncomfortable. And even if they don't agree with uh, these issues or transgenderism, they need to be thinking about this and I want them to think about it and I want them to talk about it okay. and nice um have. and especially if we're talking about modern day families. Again, that's why I picked this book. This is an issue that families are dealing with and I think it's really important for them to see it as a humanistic challenge and that these are you know, people with that need love and support and encouragement and what if one of them have a child Mm -hmm. someday and so um Mm -hmm. i would say most of them really enjoyed it i don't know that probably anyone felt comfortable enough saying i don't agree with this or whatever but i was surprised at the depth and level of analysis and thought that they put into discussions and presentations of the book so nice um yeah yeah so that's kind of where my interest in this book came from. And uh, I don't know if uh, probably none of my students listen, but I have to be honest, since it was my first semester teaching and I was a little overwhelmed, I only got about halfway through the book. Mm-hmm. And so I actually didn't finish the book because I was reading it along with them and then I just kind of got swamped. And so this was my first time finishing the book, which was really enjoyable because I, I did want to see how the story turned out. And um, and yeah, so. All right initial thoughts, comments.
1: I really loved this book. I read
0: it in December or
1: January. And um, I am grateful for a family that never put any sort of expectations of who I should be or who I should love or anything like that. It was mostly like, just be kind to everybody you meet. And so, you know, I grew up with gay uncle Brian my whole life and that was normal. And going into high school i had a lot of gay friends and then going into college i started dating women so you know i've had this like beautiful relationship with the lgbt community two of the women that i dated are now men so it's a very personal experience for me and i really enjoyed the authenticity i feel like this mm-hmm. book portrayed mm-hmm. of you know this is a little kid and at some point like what how much parenting do you have to do when a little kid says that this is who they feel they are. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that the family and the book, while it is a novel and is probably mostly fiction, I do think that they, it was such a beautiful event evolution of the family Mm -hmm. I was a little irritated about the hiding because I think that Mm -hmm. also Mm -hmm. brings up the current issues of what we're dealing Mm -hmm. with with the politics of you can't be who you are if you're Mm -hmm. this way because something bad might happen to you and I get that that is the reality of the life that we're living right now Mm -hmm. like transgendered people are getting murdered at a ridiculously high rate Mm -hmm. um but you know hiding not hiding. It's kind of like being in the closet, not being in the closet. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just—I don't know how to.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's up to everybody, you know. Everybody can say what they want to say, but I feel like Claude really wanted to not hide mm-hmm. who she was, and I think the parents were more afraid. Should we maybe call kid. her Poppy? Should we start calling her Poppy? Yeah, we can. Yeah,
2: <laughs> or we can just say they too. They right because he's we don't. Claude until he's three, and then she's Poppy. And then bounces right. back to Claude. And then so goes
0: back ba- to
1: Claude. Yeah, that's where it's, it's back to, yeah, right.
0: <laughs> but I think that's what I liked about it is it showed the complications mm-hmm. of why we're starting to talk about things like gender fluidity fluidity mm-hmm. and variance. And I yeah. think for me, that's something that I've kind of struggled to understand. So for this was really helpful for me to see how, especially for a young person, why it could be so fluid and why it's so complicated when mm-hmm. it is fluid. Mm-hmm. Um, I would argue,
2: so I'll do a little, I don't know, should I, (laughs) I, um, would argue that actually Poppy. So, so the author actually does have a transgender Mm -hmm. child and it's based loosely on that situation, Mm -hmm. not completely. Um, and I would argue that Poppy is not fluid, that Poppy is female, um, Mm -hmm. because there's sort of an arc of Her trying to be Claude again and becoming very unhappy Mm. and then being happy or the parents pointing out to her, you're happier when you're poppy and you Mm. don't have to be poppy or Claude, but you're, Mm -hmm. I want you to be happy essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, which, you know, there's, that's maybe problematic language in, in Mm -hmm. society, like be happy or you're not good, (laughs) but like that's not what they mean. Right. Um, and you know, similarly to Kiri, I grew up with like family friends who were, um, gay. I am now a sex educator and I have, Teenagers come out to me in of, you know, one identity or another this past year, no less than 11 times. Mm-hmm. I know two transgender teenagers um, and a few transgender adults. And I just, I feel very, I, even though it isn't personal to me, just as an educator, when your kids are going through something mm-hmm. and you're the adult they choose mm-hmm. to tell or to like speak just even to speak to about it to ask advice it just makes my whole heart like explode with empathy and I just (laughs) like make everything better and be like oh your parents didn't understand I'll be your parent you come to me and I'll make it all better which of course is not true I could never do that that wouldn't work but I (laughs) but I you know and I just even reading this I even wanted to take the parents and hug them and be like you're trying so hard and you're doing everything right Almost too well. Yeah. They,
1: I handled it. It's beautifully <laughs> yeah, done. Like, yeah. The
2: dad is, an, is a writer and he's trying to create a fairy tale to make the kid that evolves into the child's story. And then, like, they literally, they almost don't react. They yeah. almost are like, oh, you're a girl now. All right. Here's a bikini. Like, <laughs> yeah. have fun. And then people in the neighborhood are like, why is your son in a bikini? And they're like, that's not our son. That's Poppy. She's in a bikini basically
0: yeah. yeah and
2: the grandmother is amazing mm-hmm. and there's just like all kinds of all good things yeah in, in this book
1: i mean there are a couple not good things sure in of course book but but not from the yeah. parents really well, yeah true. But, going, but
0: going back to what you were saying earlier i think i i know you don't like the hiding but i think the hiding is important like that's the whole central part of the book is when she start getting to the end and they start realizing that in trying to keep her safe
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. and by trying to keep this secret, right. that right. it was unhealthy. Like they ha- almost had to go through that process That's in hilarious. order to realize that yeah. that is not a viable option. Right. If they had mm-hmm. ju- And I think, again, if we're looking at this almost as a teaching tool for other people, mm-hmm. <laughs> they we have to experience the stress mm-hmm. and pain of this family trying to keep this secret and moving across the country and all the things that they did in the, in the aftermath of what happened when the secret came out. Mm -hmm. Otherwise it makes it too easy. Right. Or, or we're not having the, or they're not having those conversations about why hiding and why having a secret are not a good idea. Like they could say, well, we're going to, you know, like it would be a really different book if they, when they got to Washington, if they were like, this is Poppy, she started out as a boy, but now Mm -hmm. she's a girl. Like, where would the story have gone from there? And Mm -hmm. they could have said, I mean, they could have been like, we're not hiding it because we've realized that that's wrong and that doesn't work. (laughs) Whereas where you go through the pain and angst of, and the complications of trying to keep the secret and what happens after it comes out losing friends and all of that, Mm -hmm. it evokes different emotions
2: yeah and the story of how each of the family members accidentally lets it out was mm-hmm. i loved that part Oh, when they came they all the, think when they, they came let in. the secret out but they all let the secret out
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then it was none of them it was that it was, none of it was that them. terrible assistant who should have gotten fired right oh yeah i don't remember the, the schoolyard school yeah or no, the school right it was the mother of one of, of that nasty little girl yeah And she worked – she was the assistant to someone who knew that information, and she was discussing it with her husband at home, and the little girl overheard it.
2: Oh, right, right, right.
0: So she should have
2: been fired. So I think this book is a fabulous teaching tool. I think that it's fabulous for everyone, not even people whose minds need to be changed. mm -hmm. For example, my partner Stephen and I are in that phase of life where we're considering having a family someday. And we have hypothetical (laughs) arguments about how we're going to raise our imaginary children. Mm -hmm. And one of them, because I read this book, I came home one day from reading and I was like, you would do puberty blockers if we had a trans kid, right? (laughs) Stephen was like... I don't even know what you're talking about. Let me Google this for a minute. And then he was
0: like... I like that Stephen's like, I yeah. need to Google this before we talk. I don't know what you're talking about.
2: Give me five minutes. And then he was like, uh, there's like this one doctor who's worried about brain and bone development with puberty blockers. And I was like, that's what she said in the book, but let me tell you why that's not a problem. And we had this whole discussion. And huh. um, and yeah, I... I work with a nurse practitioner who used to work in a trans treatment center in Atlanta, and she has amazing things to say, and I just like love. I love this conversation. I think it's really important. and I think it was really good for her. So what was Steven's decision? Um, well, we came to the understanding that, um, and I don't remember if they use this exact language in the book, but if you have a prepubescent, really young child, there are these psychological markers of consistency with transgender, being transgender. Mm -hmm. Um, so if they're consistently and it doesn't, it's not a phase that passes Mm -hmm. and they forever until puberty have the same identity that is opposite of what they were assigned. Mm -hmm. Um, then it's a pretty safe bet that puberty blockers is the psychologically safe thing to do. Mm. Safest thing to do. Interesting. Um, the, um, the alternative, you know, is like the alternative of kind of fighting your body and it becoming mm-hmm. something that doesn't match your identity is psychologically more harmful mm-hmm. than um, not doing that.
1: But puberty blockers <clears throat> prevent either testosterone
2: or right. estrogen from. So the body development, the hair right. follicle development, um, height Mm-hmm. and voice changing and mm-hmm. things like that are mm-hmm. all affected. And the mm-hmm. idea is that you can kind of reverse – you can kind of let go of puberty blocking and let it take its course later, but once puberty has happened, you can't reverse it. Gotcha. So that's, that's why so many doctors are, like, pro – Interesting. – putting it off. There's other reasons, too. There's other other medical reasons why a cisgender kid, a kid who is assigned the correct gender at birth um, – Would be on puberty blockers. Like, for example, if they're under, if they're growing at a slow rate and Mm -hmm. they need more time to develop Mm -hmm. before puberty, they'll Mm -hmm. also be blocked for that reason. Mm. So, there's reasons why it's not only for trans Mm -hmm. kids. So, was Stephen a yes? Um, he also is concerned about what about that kid who's like when they're eleven one day they wake up and they wanna suddenly be and I'm like, Well I guess that would be a much harder conversation. I don't know what we would <laughs> no. do. I just <laughs> wanna talk about puberty bloggers. Yeah, <laughs> I just know, I just know if they're three and it continues till they're ten. Like <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, we We will have this conversation, but... But And then he's like, why is gender so rigid in our society? Why does it even matter? Men can wear dresses. (laughs) And I'm like, I know. We're not there yet.
0: (laughs) Well, and I think she does a really good job with that. Like, there's one line, I'm just paraphrasing (laughs) it, but one of the parents says... You know, a girl puts on jeans and goes out and plays soccer, and we're like, yeah, you go get it. You know, which is good that we're encouraging young women to not conform to being little proper ladies in, you know, skirts and dresses all the time, unless that's what they want. But we're, so we're, we're always, we're somewhat encouraging of, you know, I'll use the old word of tomboyish girls. Mm -hmm. But if a young man or a boy starts wanting having kind of what we would classify as female tendencies, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just so interesting that it doesn't go both ways. And I think, again, this book does a really great job of really emphasizing how binary our society is. Mm -hmm. And I even caught myself, um, we had a couple of little itty bitty babies in the store yesterday Mm -hmm. and both times i'm like oh it's a little girl a little boy and then i'm like (laughs) i mean they're like eight weeks old so literally Mm -hmm. they're tiny tiny so they at that point all you know is their sex anyways which is what i was asking but you know i think we live in this world where gender reveal parties are such a big thing and (laughs) I have ambivalence about it at this, you know, I, I mean, again, all it tells you is the sex of the child, but for some reason that's really important to people. They want to have Mm -hmm. this, you know, they want to do that. And I'm not, and I'm, it's just, it's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. There's a great
2: line from that show, Grace and Frankie on Netflix, where Mm -hmm. if you've seen it, you know, the Frankie character is very progressive, very liberal and like to the point of kind of a parody. And she calls her friend, and she's like, there's going to be a gender reveal party to next week. Can you come? Of course, they're going to have a gender decision party when the child is 12, but we can still celebrate on Saturday <laughs> something like that. <laughs> it's so funny. I love it. That is <laughs> like, great. Mm-hmm, uh-huh. yeah. I can get behind that. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, yeah.
0: Well, I guess my last thought, and then I'll let you all have add any last thoughts you have. Um, Outside of the issues that this book is dealing with, I just really loved the portrayal of the family and the character development. And some, I mean, I think that the author did such a lovely job of creating a sense of chaos of what it's like to have with this family of seven, like when they're getting ready in the mornings Mm -hmm. and are doing dinner or doing the fairy tale. (coughs) Um, Excuse me. And, just the dialogue, uh, kind of, you know, like the, the running joke of them saying ass and, you know, and Penn going, don't say ass. <laughs> like that happened through the whole darn book, which cracked me up. And I just think that just, um, I, I really felt like even though it was, it, it there was a, Lori Frankel did a really good job of giving equal time, I think, to all the characters. And you really, Getting to know and understand each of the family members, both separately and together as a unit, and I don't know. I so outside of that, I just thought it was a really good family story.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't have anything to say. Um, I would
2: just sit. There was there was a moment that I loved. I love the character of the um, counselor that she works with at the hospital. And then when and the they Stur- move Tongo. across, the, yeah, I love him. And then when they move across the country, she still stays in touch with him. And there's a moment where she calls him after the secret is revealed. And everything he reacts to is so positive. He's always like, "Puppy's wonderful. And, blah, blah, blah. and like, yeah. oh, congratulations. Congratulations. You have a trans child. I'm so happy for you. And, and then she's like, it's, oh my God, everyone knows. And it's terrible. It's a disaster. And he's like, this is wonderful because Puppy's out now. And there's this whole conversation about yeah. the difference between being trans and your identity and the support of your family and being out. Yeah. And outness is mm-hmm. just such a complicated thing for people who identify yeah. as non-cis, non-hetero. And it's or so, even get yeah non like, yeah, 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 yeah just not just not like
1: mm-hmm.
2: what people expect the status quo to be or whatever. And right. so being out is a constant life journey. It's not something you do once; you do it every time. every yeah. time you meet mm-hmm. a new person or start a new job or go to a new, like you have to make that decision again. It's and a again. constant thing mm-hmm. in your life, and I think that. Not everyone thinks about that. And yeah, yeah, it's like a privilege that cis hetero people enjoy that we don't have to do that every Mm -hmm. five seconds of our lives. And it's not a little thrill of fear about how the person's going to react to you every time you talk.
1: I have something I want to bring up, (laughs) but it's going to be such a big conversation that I don't think I should bring it up. Too late. You already started. (laughs) Uh,
0: Well, go for it and I will give it one minute of conversation. Oh God, it's going to
1: take more than one minute of conversation. Um, So one of my, you know... I identify as somebody who loves love. Like it doesn't matter what sex Mm -hmm. you are. I am currently married to a man. I have dated women. I have dated trans people. Um, and what I find what's really interesting right now is that there's a very strong movement about the separation of people. So like straight people are in this box. Mm -hmm. Trans people are in this box. Gay people are in this box. (laughs) Asexual people are in this box. And There's this collection of, especially I've noticed with my LGBT friends of we are different and we are excited to be different and we want to be in a box. But at the same time, I'm confused because I'm like, we're just all people. And Mm -hmm. I don't really want us to all be in boxes. Like, I I don't want to be like, I don't want you to feel like you have to justify your being gay or you know, feel like you have to come out all the time. Like you're just a human to me and it doesn't matter who the hell you're sleeping with. And so I have like this conflicting view of like, I want people to shout from the rooftops who they are (laughs) if they want to, but I also don't want it to be that separation of us versus them or Mm -hmm. gay versus straight. I mean, Mm -hmm. and this is my liberal side and I love gay people. I don't like, I don't have a, an agenda (laughs) against them. And so maybe it doesn't really matter Or affect me. It's not why they're doing it when they say, like, I need to say that I'm different and that I'm gay. But it's an interesting concept of that Mm -hmm. separation of, Mm -hmm. I can't just be a person. I have to tell you that I'm gay or that I'm straight or that I'm transgendered or that I'm queer or that I'm asexual, like...
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I mean, I love you regardless. Like, I'll love you if you voted for Trump, probably, if you're a friend. But Uh. it's not like, (laughs) it's not, I don't want to separate us because that's what's currently happening in our country that's creating all these issues. Hmm. But it's a touchy subject, which is too big to discuss on this podcast. But it does kind of drive me crazy about, like, mm -hmm. all the boxes and then we have Mm -hmm. to, like... Always talk about the different boxes, and so just talking about being humans in this collection Mm -hmm. together of... I have
2: to say, I think we're headed that way.
1: I hope so, because the 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 boxes are going to be detrimental to our growth. The progression is heading...
2: I know a lot of kids who come up to their friends and their friends are like, I don't care. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and
1: some do. Or I forgot. Or whatever.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, I knew you were gay, right? Did I know that? Right. I forgot. Like, oh, right. there's this whole conversation about like, yeah. still my friend, don't care.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And it depends on where you are and, and who you are and the fringe mm-hmm. people who have a problem
1: with it, they're the ones who love the boxes. Yeah. 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 I guess I don't have many friends that love the boxes, so. Yeah.
0: Nice. <laughs> it just confuses me. <laughs> I think that's a good place
1: to take a break. Yeah.
0: Get the hottest items in beauty, fashion, fitness, and wellness in the FabFitFun VIP subscription box. Every three months, the FabFitFun VIP team hand selects over $200 worth of fabulous full-size products straight from the red carpet to be delivered to your door. Each VIP box contains full-size products and premium items worth over $200, and they include fashion finds, glam beauty secrets, and fitness gear. The summer box is out, and it's always a limited supply, and they always sell out. So if this piques your interest... I wouldn't wait. Um, I would go ahead and give it a whirl. And I was looking at the stuff, and there's some really cool stuff. There is makeup palettes from Tarte Cosmetics, which I absolutely love. You get your choice of a beach towel or a makeup case, um, a ring dish from Pure One, and then there's a bunch of other really cool-sounding hair and skincare products. And it's valued at over $300. So if you use our code, BEACHBABE, which will be in our show notes, um, you will get $10 off your first box. So that's over $200, really, no, $300 worth of items for $39.99. Visit our website and click through our link to go to FabFitFun to sign up and start getting the box for a life well lived. And Kiri has gotten the box, and she likes it. Awesome. I didn't know you got one of the boxes. Yeah. (gasps) 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 You should totally post some pictures on Instagram. No. Fine. (laughs) (laughs) That was, uh, (laughs) shut down. (laughs) Well, that was awkward. <laughs> anyway, so we're gonna move on to our next book.
1: <laughs> I already got rid of the box. I can't take pictures of it. That's the box a- is like most of the fun. Oh, okay. Because it's like colorful. It looks like a Christmas present or oh, a birthday a present. I love beach Fun. <laughs> I used it yesterday at, nice. park at the park.
0: Oh, I love it. Okay. Okay. So. We are moving on now to Kiri's book, Simon versus the Homo Sapien Agenda.
1: Yeah, so it's now a movie called Love Simon. I have not seen the movie, so I don't know how well it
0: follows. No, it did not. do a good job. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I did look up who played the characters on IDBM uh-huh. because I was curious to uh-huh. see who who was each of them after getting like a vision in my head. So that was kind of fun. Anyways.
1: So, this book follows a sixteen year old boy named Simon who is not really openly gay at the moment, but he decide or him and this other i'm assuming gay boy are starting to exchange emails together, and they don't know who they are, and they're in school together, and it's like the secret non romance talking about things in class or what's happening it's a in romance. life they're super flirty i mean they're flirty but it's email <laughs> so and sometimes flirty. email can not be done well but anyway
0: <laughs> and sometimes it's really funny when they like have these weird autocorrect mistakes it's true, yeah <laughs> <laughs> so I
1: like eventually simon it, starts getting blackmailed by this boy in his class about being gay and uh there's a lot of drama about it because it's high school and there's some girls involved and there's some boys involved and there's a play involved and there's some parents involved <laughs> and there's just like a whole bunch of clustery things happening. Um, so yeah, it's <laughs> what does this review? Oh, puppy. So this review says the love child of John Green and Rainbow Rowell. And yeah, John Green did um Ugh, don't. fall to no. the stars, <laughs> oh. which neither of you liked. I don't know who Rainbow Ugh. Rowell is. Um, oh, she wrote
0: Eleanor and Park and Carry On. Oh, I don't Ooh. think I've
1: read any of those. It's books. like
0: YA high drama. Um, Eleanor and Park was okay. Some people love it.
1: Uh, yeah. So. So, um, so, I'm looking at Sydney's books book, and she has a lot of little tabs. Oh, of that. what she wants to talk about. Well, I
2: was going to just look for my favorite parts, but then I accidentally reread the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> you accidentally. Oops! Uh-huh. I just it's <laughs> just that fast and light and easy, and I just love it, and I just couldn't stop. I'm sorry. No,
1: that's <laughs> fine. You don't have to apologize. I actually didn't really like this book. Aww. Oh, um, I got that sense
0: when you're like, mm, "I'm vicious." You said <laughs> you like said it in a really like snarky <laughs> voice <Yeah>.
1: earlier today. <laughs> I don't know. I think. Um, you know, I went to high school with gay boys, and this is not how they were. Like, it was so very they closeted. You knew they were gay. Sounds like. Well, yeah, I knew they were gay. I don't know if the rest of the school knew um. that they were gay. Um, it it's written by a female, and I think that's the biggest fault that I have with it mm. is mm-hmm. it is very girly. Mm. Like I some of that the that context too. is very catty and is very something a. 15 year old girl would say but i'm not sure a 15 year old Mm. boy would say whether or not they were gay or not Mm -hmm. um so i think it was just a little romanticized is how i'm going to put it of a female author trying to get into a brain of a 16 year old gay boy Mm. maybe not succeeding in that Department, at least for me, I did not find it very convincing. I found it rather annoying and just sped through the rest of it because I was like, I cannot mm. handle the uh, female gay boy character <laughs> that is happening right now. <laughs> wow. Starting. Because, like, my understanding of Simon is that he's not a femme gay boy, he is just right. a gay boy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not right. like he is the diva and he's wearing makeup and he's being flamboyantly gay. He is just a closeted gay boy who's pretty mellow and level-headed, but some of the context of this book makes it sound kind of like he's a diva gay boy, and Mm -hmm. he's, like, sashaying through the halls (laughs) with, like, the little comments that are made, but...
0: Hmm. I don't
1: know. So I had a hard time with it. I didn't catch any of that.
0: I didn't catch any of that either. You didn't
1: catch the female writer trying to be a gay boy? <laughs> you didn't get no. that sense at all? No. You just said you felt that way. Okay, there was one moment where I did, but
2: none of the things that you said. <laughs> like, the one thing I thought was, um, there's a moment where he says something about somebody, like, Nick had his foot on Abby's ballet flat, and I'm like would a boy use the term ballet flat? Does he really know the types of girls' shoes? (laughs) And, like, that was the one moment where I was like, I don't believe that Simon would say that.
1: (laughs) Or unless you're trying to be, like, the super stereotypical gay person. I guess. And, like, gay people (laughs) know everything about makeup and shoes and hair.
2: Hmm. I
1: don't know. I found it a little...
2: But there were moments where he talks about, like, getting an erection, where I was like, who wrote this? Oh, it's a woman. (laughs) Like, stuff like that. (laughs) That I, like, appreciated.
1: I feel like... Getting an erection is not as complicated as a woman, like, getting excited. Like, erection, like, I remember in swim class, boys getting out of the pool with an erection. Like, it just happens sometimes. But, like, us, for example, I feel like are a little bit more complicated. I don't think we're more complicated. I think you just can't see it on the outside. Well, and I don't think (laughs) it takes as little information to do it first up. No, I don't agree.
0: (laughs) Okay, I'm going to bring this back a little (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) We don't want to have to make this X-rated. It already
1: is X-rated. Yeah.
0: Um, (laughs) Oh, that's interesting. so, hmm. I... Thought this was a YA book. <laughs> that was my that was my takeaway. Yeah. Um, so I gave it some grace first of all because, uh, you know, what I have kind of learned and what I read about young adult books, everything is kind of over dramatized and very intense emotions. Usually, when they're writing books, that's just how the 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 literary approach to writing YA. I, for me, almost. I mean, I know that it was supposed to be. Um, about Simon's struggles with trying to decide, you know, is he coming out to people and all of that. But I found myself actually really more enjoying just and paying attention to the friendship dynamics that were going on. Um, And I thought that was super real, but I thought that was super realistic, especially when you have, um, a group of friends and the ebb and flow of sometimes you're really tight with this person and mm-hmm. then you get a little jealous because it looks like these people are hanging out more and all of that is totally.
1: which just happened in real life oh gosh <laughs>
0: that's right okay.
1: for 30 something year old girls doesn't always change as it you doesn't age. change so I found that
0: really relatable and I think that's when it you know and it's especially when you're a teenager and you're so insecure and um, so I thought that was relatable. I, I liked actually that it was in first pair person narration and then the emails back and forth. Mm-hmm. I think if we didn't have Simon's voice, it wouldn't have been, uh, I wouldn't have related to it as well. If it was like omniscient third or something like that. I, I think it really had to be his story. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I, I did really like the interaction between him and Blue. Like, okay. I thought it was really sweet until Simon started, like, freaking out and being all, like, needy. And then I was like, for fuck's sake. Oh, see, explicit.
2: What? Ever. But <laughs> okay, so so that's, that's totally horrible. legit.
1: I know. <laughs> this but, is high school. Come on. You know, I also do it for adults. that. do the same thing. They, yeah. I mean, they kind <laughs> of do the same thing. And I get that it's a young adult book, but I guess I was just wanting something... Stronger, got it. Because especially after reading, like this is how it always is, and then going to <laughs> fifteen,
0: sixteen-year-old, like I just see, I did it in the reverse too. Oh. Um, and I, but I think you know, again. This really isn't written for us. So you have to remember that. I know. So I think, you know, the things you're feeling frustrated about are things that you would not have patience or tolerance with with your peers. But I usually love young adult books. But this is like, but usually you're you're reading like Three Dark Crowns where it's like, (laughs) there's nothing real about.
1: (laughs) It's like science fiction young adult. Right.
0: Yes. I I want to remind you of that one. (laughs) (laughs) So. But I will say I catch, wrote, I catch. did write down. I said, "What is up with kids and Tumblr?" I feel old.
1: Yeah, I don't get Tumblr. Well, well I that's the Tumblr. other thing
2: about this author calling it the Tumblr the whole book. It's Tumblr. Why is she calling it? Where all the kids are referring it to as the Tumblr? No one says
1: the Tumblr. Maybe it's <laughs> like let's get on the Snapchat. Yeah, I mean that's the
2: one <laughs> the other thing Facebook that I was down. like, dear yeah.
1: author, you're out of touch a
0: little bit. <laughs> Do <Dude, laughs> I know how old the author is? I don't know. I don't know. I might Google that. So, no. <clears throat> so, yeah, I kind of did a Kiri um, notations <laughs> on this one. Um, I also wrote, Martin, you a-hole, not cool, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I want to play Facebook scavenger hunt. That sounds so It does sound fun. fun. <laughs> <laughs> Agree. So, we should do that. I mean, we, maybe we should do that next book Club or something. Yeah, or just fine. get together and do it. Um, <laughs> I remember being in school plays and roaming the empty school and feeling totally cool and bad. <laughs> Dark school. Yeah. Messing her out. I totally. Yep.
1: And she's oh, 36 by the way. Oh,
0: okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I said, I, th- I well, so here you go captures how lonely you can feel when your friendships ebb and flow. Um, dynamics. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did I put? Oh, I liked when he said, if this moment really belonged to me, it wouldn't be happening. Not now. I mean, not yet. And I thought again, kind of that, ownership you know we were talking about coming out with the other one and you know that's yeah that was taken away from him and that was really tough i think and mm-hmm. then his parents reaction oh god the dad i was just like dad mm-hmm. shut up <laughs> shut yes. up yes yeah um i can talk about the dad but remind me yeah <laughs> i love that they go to the waffle house because they're in the south they're in atlanta um the Martin Simon confrontation, man, that was so painful. I thought, it yeah, was, I thought that was actually written really well. It was beautiful, but I was also like, would you be that mature at seventeen to say that? I mean, it was really well done. Like, it, mm. I was like. <gasps> You said everything you needed to say, but then mm-hmm. I was like, I, I don't. I guess I get emotionally hijacked, so I would never be able to do that. Well,
1: that's what the problem. Like one of the issues with this book is,
0: is that you have like
1: really twelve year old moments, and then you have like adult moments of like, oh wow, he handled that like a mature that's adult. That's totally yeah, how teenagers I was are. Like year old. <laughs> See, I don't hang out with like teenagers. they are twelve yeah. and they're
0: thirty. It's weird. Yeah, I would, <laughs> I would, I would, and say, and since I work with them just when they get to college, they're still babies. They're yeah. not much older than this. I would say this is pretty normal. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. True. Um, and I said it makes me really want to listen to Elliot Smith. And then I was like, geez, yeah. You were five when he died, yep, feeling really old. <laughs> and then I wrote in big capital letters, it's Bram. I know. <laughs> and then the first kiss, act stop it. <laughs> so yeah and the dogs agree. So yeah.
1: dog or pixie, pixie agrees as well.
0: Yeah. So I I think I hear what you're saying, but I think it did what it was supposed to do pretty well. I I
2: so the other reason I accidentally reread this is because from the beginning he thinks Bram is cute and once you know who Blue is rereading it is like really fun and you're like oh my god he thinks he's cute <laughs> like he thinks he's cute all the time and he says it all the time and it's like fun to be like and there's Blue and there's Blue and there's Blue and he doesn't know it <laughs> like
0: I know and that's true. I kept going, who is Blue? Yeah. It's, is it this person? I guess I it it can't person? retroactively
2: go back and say to these listeners, like, really, if you want to read this book, wait to listen to this because it's so fun to wonder who Blue is. It's so fun for me. <laughs> well, we did give the spoiler alert warning early on. You did, I know. Yeah. So, Yeah. Um, I love all the references to Harry Potter. I <laughs> yeah. love all the references. There is even a line that he doesn't explain where he's telling Leah or Leia, I don't know, um it's I didn't tell you first but it's not because I don't love you and you're not my best friend like you're the person who introduced me to Draco and Harry Mm -hmm. and I don't know if you know that that's a reference to like fan fiction in which Draco Mm -hmm. and Harry are paired as a couple and it's like by the way the (laughs) best fan fiction alternate universe coupling in all of Harry Potter fan fiction I'm a giant nerd um and I love that line I think it's great um I had a one-time immature young email romance that got out of hand once in my life. And reading it the second time, I was like, I was a little bit like, this would never happen. And then this time, I was like, oh, my God, I actually did this. (laughs) And, oh, yeah, it does happen (laughs) just like this. And it's crazy. Um, There are two things about the movie um, that I liked better than the book, which never happens. And I especially didn't – I didn't like this adaptation at all. But the dad scene – In the book, the parents come to Simon and they're like, did we handle this okay? Do you need us to be different? But in the movie, the dad has a moment with Simon alone. And the actor who plays the dad just, like, cries. (laughs) And everyone around me, including Steven and myself, were just, like, bawling during the movie, during that scene. And it was just fabulous. (laughs) Um, And there's also a scene with Martin in the movie that I really enjoyed at the very, very, very end um, on the Ferris wheel, for those of you who know the movie. Um, which does not exist in the book because the whole ending scene is better in the book in general. The whole ending of everything is better in the book. Um, but there's just a moment, there's a moment in the, in the movie that is actually ador- adorable with mm. Martin, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's not totally redeeming or anything, but it's like a little redeeming and it's really cute. <laughs> Did you read the book first or the watch the movie? I read the book first. Gotcha. gotcha. And then I disliked the movie and then I read the book again and agree with myself that the book is still way better. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah i just don't know it's okay i just don't think i'm gonna like it
0: well we, we were have to. we were one for one as far as agreeing this time <laughs> it's well true. i mean so i did give this three stars so for me that's my it was great i mean not it wasn't great it was it was fine
1: it was okay yeah
0: it was I mean, it was an enjoyable read i didn't hate it um i but i actually changed i guess this was a good lead-in unless there's other comments i changed my book for the next one because i was like i can't do another young adult yeah I mm. thank you for that you're welcome <laughs> got you back there but um
1: and all three of us are on goodreads so if any listeners want to follow us, us on goodreads and see really what we're reading goodreads so, okay. we'll, so walk we, you, <laughs> we'll walk you through it again. Okay.
0: Yeah, I guess, yeah, we could include links to our Goodreads yeah. accounts. We've not done that
1: before. No, I'm trying to expand our horizons. Oh, hey. Because some people might really like the fact that I don't like any of the books that we read.
0: Yeah. I do hear from people <laughs> that I know, who they're like, yeah, like Cindy, they're always like, I love that you all have different tastes and that you never <laughs> like the same. Thing.
1: I know there was a blog post about one of the,
0: what about not
1: liking. We both didn't like one of the last books that we read. I don't even remember what we
0: read last time.
1: Or no, it was Asian month. Oh. Pacific Asian month. Oh, right, Heritage right, month. right. Yeah.
0: Yep, yep. Yeah. From our front postcards and authors. Um. Okay. Well, I think, gosh, yeah, we're almost at an hour, so we should wrap things up. We should wrap it up. up. Okay. So episode 13, lucky number 13, we are doing summer reads. Yes. And we're also uh, still doing the Modern Miss Darcy Reading Challenge. So for one of our <laughs> books, it's a recommendation by a librarian or indie bookseller. And um, we also hope on our next episode to announce some exciting news about some, a special late summer series of recordings that we're going to do at, on site at some local businesses. So stay tuned in to hear more next week, next episode in two weeks. Yes. Yes.
1: So my pick for the summer read is The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reed, which is now released in paperback so you don't have to spend $500 on a hardback. So this book follows a legendary film actress who reflects on her relentless rise to the top and the risks she took, the love she lost, and the long-held secrets the public could never imagine. Aging and reclusive Hollywood movie icon Evelyn Hugo is finally ready to tell the truth about her glamorous and scandalous life. But when she chooses unknown magazine reporter Monique Grant for the job, no one is more astounded than Monique herself. Why her? Why now? And holy shit, this book is amazing.
0: Carrie <laughs> was on a reading slump. She's like, I don't want to read any books. And I was like, here, take this one. I think this might help. I read it in 16 hours. Yep. So, so good. I think I saw you at the end of that day. You were like, I just read this book. <laughs> in Monday. <laughs> it's taken me a little longer, but I'm also juggling like eight books like usual because I'm weird. Um. And then, as I alluded to, I just switched mine to, hey, ladies – the story of eight best friends one year in way way too many emails by michelle markowitz and carolyn moss and this is actually a, this is still a recommendation from annie owner of the bookshelf in thomasville georgia and it is a laugh out loud read that follows a fictitious group of eight 20 and 30 something female friends for one year of holidays summer house rentals dates brunches breakups and of course the planning of a disastrous wedding this instantly relatable story is told entirely through emails text direct messages and every other form of communication known to, I'm going to say, people. It says man, given what we were talking about today.
1: And (laughs) because it's a book
0: about ladies. Nice job. Yeah. I'm like... "Mm." Um, anyways, it looks super duper ridiculously cute and easy and fluffy, the perfect summer read. And I was like, oh my god, I am totally that person that sends an email out to all my girlfriends going, hey ladies. I do it too. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yep, that's me. Right there. <laughs> hey, lady. So that pulled me in. It's a super cute cover. And um I'm actually thinking, uh Kiri doesn't know this, so she's hearing it now. Uh, that these two books might we might use these for some uh, a summer giveaway. Ooh. I have some ideas, yes. so we'll chat. We so love again, giveaways. stay tuned.
1: Yes. yes, and
0: thanks Sydney for joining us on this. Oh my gosh, episode.
1: yes Sydney, thank, thank, you, thank you for you so much. having me. Annie I
2: had a lot of tabs I didn't get to, and a lot of statistics I didn't mm. say, but that's probably better. Yeah. <laughs> I think conversations our re- are better. <laughs>
0: I think our listeners thank you for that.
1: <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> All, All right. right, we'll see you next time. Until next time. Hey, book friends. We hope you enjoyed our conversation today. Thanks for listening along with us. Head over to our podcast site to share your recommendations and your opinions with us on the books we have read. That website is booksandteapodcast.com. It's also where you will find our podcast show notes with a full list of titles for the books, along with our favorite tea and what we mentioned today. If you are on any social media, feel free to stop by our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter accounts. You will find those links on our website. To be the first to hear about the next new podcast and what we are working on, make sure you are signed up to our newsletter.